My name is Drew Joyner, and you're listening to the Beyond the Garment podcast, a podcast dedicated to enriching the lives of others by talking about sustainability, art, fashion, and culture. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as we enjoy creating it. Hello, hello, everyone. If this is your first time listening to the Beyond the Garment podcast, welcome. And if you're a returning guest, welcome back. On today's episode of the podcast, let me introduce you to Perlo Okido. Perlo runs his own brand and currently thought, and I and I currently thought uh, it would be a, a good idea for him to speak about his brand and his story. So, Perlo, man, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's 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 good to have you on, man. It's it's good to see um, that your brand is is doing is doing well it seems like it seems like it's it's grown to a, a good little spot for itself uh, yeah so far. it's pretty nice it's good to see you know um just it grow you know from start to like now it's just it's just good to see some movement you know it's like definitely it's, it's nice yeah definitely. definitely and we'll get it we'll get into all of that um Perlo. but my first question to you and the first question i love starting out with just to hear more about you to learn a little bit about you is the background question. So, you know, what is your background, man? Where are you from? And, and what was it like for you growing up as a kid? So I'm from DR Congo. It's a country right in the center of Africa. So that's where I'm from. But I grew up in Ivory Coast, which is on the western part of Africa. I heard of Ivory Coast. Yep. Um, so growing up was normal, man. You know, uh, I moved to the U.S. when I was 10 years old. But I just remember being in Africa, just playing soccer in the streets going to school, riding my bike, you know, yeah. just regular thing, playing video games. Right. Um, so, yeah, once I got to the U.S., like, everything changed as far as being an immigrant and um, just seeing everyone that – because I moved, in, I moved uh, to a small town called Logan, Utah. Yeah. And there weren't many black people there. Yeah. So I – I was probably the only one of the only black people at my school and every kid was interesting like oh like he must play basketball he must so it was really <laughs> cool just to see the whole different thing it was like a movie you know because everyone's white in the movies and yeah in there and it was cool man I loved it I loved my my upbringing in Africa and here in the U.S. definitely definitely it sounds like you had overall good experiences how would you describe being it an immigrant was it something that you struggled with at times or was it always you know pretty good you just got along with people so it was good it's just good thing my parents kind of taught me like they're really on me letting me know like hey this is you know where we're from this is how we do things but then i I learned both sides you know i learned you know this is how you do in america and you can't do certain things you do in africa in america so i kind of blend that in and I got best of both worlds, I would say. Definitely. I learned from two different things. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And kind of growing up here in the States, obviously from 10 years old to, to, to being a, you know, a teenager and whatnot, you know, when did the idea of starting your own brand kind of come into play? Um, was it, did it start in, entirely in Logan, Utah? Like, was it, or was it something you had kind of thought about when you were like, you know, 10 years old, probably not when you were 10 years old, but like, <laughs> You know, but like, where where does the idea for your brand come from? So I would say, basically, my background. My mother is a seamstress. She had her own uh, workshop or on a little atelier. I don't know how to say that in English, but it's atelier, like a, a workshop, basically. So where she made stuff for people, she had employees who would sew for her, and right. she was a biscuit designer. So for me, I thought it was normal. You know, uh, she would make clothes for us and. 
once I got to say, I'd probably say about 12, 13, that's when my an older brother, he put me on into brands. Like I'm talking about like big brands, like Japanese brands, French brands, you know, then I started to notice what branding is because it could be the same jeans but if you just put a different name on it it makes it a whole different thing definitely so then i started getting into branding and i fell in love with it i fell in love with the aspect of something that could be so normal but with a name on it can be so different definitely so i would say about 12 12 years old that's when it happened i was just like all right man i want to you know eventually i want to do that but at the time i was young so in my mind, I was my, I was following my first passion, which was soccer, and I was playing that all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, took it all the way to college, you know. But then when it was time to follow the professional way, I was like, uh, I'd rather do this other thing that I love, which is clothing. So I just dove right into it after college. Definitely, definitely. I mean, that's a similar experience to me. I, I played basketball instead of soccer. And I, I played soccer as a kid, but very, very similar story in that aspect. Um, and so, so after college is when you decided to actually go full force and start your brand or? Well, this is the story. So like I said, I grew up in a small town, so I finished college. I was like, all right, I got a good degree. I went to UC Santa Barbara and I'm like, all right, let's go back to my town and, you know, to get a job. And over there it's pretty closed off. So I couldn't find a job to save my life, you know? So I was right. like, oh man, I got to like do something, you know? So that kept coming in my head like hey like you got to do something for yourself you can't look for someone to give you something for you to live off it yeah so you know i kind of just went ahead and just went full force into it you know i took a little job it was i mean it wasn't glamorous i took a job at a bakery like literally like college college graduate working at a bakery so what happened is i would work let's say from like 4 a.m. to 5 a.m., that's when my work would start. Then I would be done around 3 p.m. Then I would do my whole, you know, my starting my business until like 12, then cycle over and over. Wow. That's that's how I really started the brand. It was really just just grinding, grinding it out, finding out, you know, because... Just, just really looking. Definitely, yeah. definitely, and, and let's let's get into the nitty gritty of that, man. That sounds like a, a legitimate grind. Um, yeah, and sure. the, the, like, tell us the name of the brand is—is is it your last name? Is it just Okito, or like obviously yeah, it's on my Insta- last name Okito? Yeah. Okito, Okito, right? Okito. My bad. Yeah, if I'm saying it wrong, tell me because no, I don't. No, I don't want to. There's not a wrong way to say it. It's but, just the pronunciation. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. So Okito is how you would prefer it to be yeah. said. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. So for Okito, um, like. Like, what were your first kind of, like, projects for it? What were you first thinking about when you first started it? Like, how, like, what were some of the challenges? Anything that you can kind of divulge? Because I think a lot of people gain a lot of value from hearing the, 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 the beginning of something, the genesis of something, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I would see people look at my brain now and think, like, wow, like, oh, man, he's, in, like, you know, he's doing all this crazy stuff. And But the beginning, man, like, I was always trying to challenge myself. To make to make it some something extraordinary, even if it took me months, I was not willing to buy some blanks and put my logo on it. You know, like mm. I was I was telling myself if I set the bar as high as I can, I always have to reach for that and not go lower than that. Definitely. So basically, it's just a, it's a mindset thing. It's really is a mindset thing. So 
the whole time when I was starting it, I was like, I can't try to be like the next person who's starting it. So, but it's just how I did it. I really thought if I just push it to the highest of my limits, Definitely. then I can set the groundwork for me to really push this brand into something that I really want it to be. Definitely. definitely. So, I mean, it was just a grind, man. Like, I would say sleeping like three, four hours a day, like, you know, just really getting into it. And if something you love, you don't count hours, you don't count days, you don't count months, you just do it. You just do it. I, I totally believe in that. How how long has the brand been in, um, in the world? <laughs> All right. I would say so. I graduated college in 2012. So I would say around 13. That's when I was like, all right, you know, let's get it started. So it's been about the concept has been about seven years and business wise been about, I would say, five to six years. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, I'm still on the road. It's taken me a while. But, you know, if it's something that you do it's just what you do you know definitely i mean i i think the brand like i you know from from the standpoint of edward joiner and i think you know comparisons it's a tough mental thing to do but if i just look at your brand you know i look at your brand i'm like you know that i you know i want to one day be in his position you know with with the things that you're doing the projects that you're doing which we'll get into in a second as well um but um you kind of touched on something really interesting when you started, you wanted to separate yourself from other brands, other companies, other fashion brands, right? Um, based off of like whatever techniques that you use, whether it's cut and sew or the designs that you create or different things that make you unique, right? Um, what, what would you say are three things that separate uh, Okido from other or similar fashion brands? I would say, I mean, it's probably cliche to say, but basically the originality of it, the story of it, and the logo. I mean, that's, those are the three key things that kind of separated me a little bit. Because the originality, as far as it's like, it's my name, it's me. So you push it a little bit harder when you have your name tied into it or something that's based off it. Mm -hmm. So, and also... um, my logo. So my logo is an animal called the Okapi, which is only found in the DR Congo, where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And it's super interesting. So if you can just Google it, it's Okapi, O-K-A-P-I. And it just looks like something pre- prehistoric. Yeah, it's a weird animal. I've seen it before, yeah. definitely. So it's just what made me stand out a little bit because people would see it. It could have been in any type of garment. And they'd be like, what is that brand? What is this? What mm-hmm. is that? So that's one thing that kind of propelled me to be to be seen a little bit more. It's not saying that my clothes was better than someone else or this. It was just the visibility of it caught the eye of whoever was looking. Definitely. Definitely. That's a, that's actually a really good point, because I think, you know, even for like a lot of a lot of fashion startups, you know, they're trying to create that separation from, you know, one brand to the next. And um, they have to think about, you know, how they can really separate themselves um, from a design standpoint, from a value set standpoint. Like what 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 do you offer to someone that's different than the next brand? Like, obviously, you know, people love these large companies like Nike um, or like Patagonia or something like that. And they have a lot of value sets that they bring to their customers. How can you enter into the marketplace and bring something that's unique and new? It's hard, right? Because. They're very established brands. 
Um, Look at the brands that are out there. They make amazing things. How are you supposed to convince them? Like, hey, especially starting out too. Your stuff, like, it might cost you way more to make. And these brands are making, let's say, a thousand pieces of these T-shirts, and they probably cost them nothing. Like, you know, as far as their brand. So, yep. how, are you, how are you supposed to price? Let's say you have a T-shirt and you price it up, and it's thirty dollars, and this brand is making it for thirty dollars as well. How are yep. you supposed to, yeah. you know? So Let true. other people know, like, my t-shirt is good as well, too. Yeah, you know? definitely, 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 definitely. And I think that, um, I think that you, the way you just hit on, too, is, like, the, the, the importance of believing in your product as well. You have to really, like, you have to have a, an unbeknownst amount of belief in what you do in order to really sell it to someone, right? And say, okay, yeah, you know what? Like, Nike does this, or, like, for example, Nike does something that's cool, that's real cool. But I do something just as valuable, you know. It's it's a little bit different. It's unique, but I do something just as valuable. So I think that's important. Um, I think one of the things that I think is super interesting about your brand is how you guys are moving, or I don't know how long you've been into footwear, but um, that's something that is really really awesome. Can you talk to me a little bit about you know what inspired you to create shoes and have branded footwear? Yeah, so I've been dabbling into it. I've been you know. Hitting up, you know, factories in Italy, you know, because I just look at where all these brands that are like making really dope shoes, like uh, independent brands. And it's like in Italy and Portugal. And I was like, all right, well, if they find a way, I can find a way too. So that's that's like my way of thought, you know, like if they did it, I can do it too. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just looked, you know, been contacting um, factories, you know, and of course they have a crazy minimum. Like, yeah, you need to make a thousand pieces and Mm -hmm. you need to have your molds and it's like 10k to start so i kind of finessed my way in there i was like hey like you guys make these souls for this for this brand like i'm gonna look and see where i can find these souls and send it to you and i'll pay triple the amount that you make one shoe and you know and we'll go from there definitely then you start the relationship so then i get one pair of shoes then i show it to my friends and family and People are like, yo, these are dope. Let me get them. So, you know, it was just kind of a hustle. Like, then I go back to the factory. I'm like, yo, I got 20 people I want to buy these already prepaid, you know? Yeah, yeah. Let, let me let me run something with you guys. And they're like, all right, fine. That's fine. <laughs> you know? That's so awesome. bring it to my friends. They show it to their friends. Boom, another batch again, 50. So it was just basically just, like I said, just will, you know? It's yeah. not like... I planned it out where I'm like, all right, this is, I'm going to make this much money and I'm going to make this much money. No, it was just like, it's possible. It's a piece of plastic. It's a piece of suede. It's a piece of leather. It's not that crazy when you think about it. Mm -hmm. So then, you know, I went in and next thing you know, I've got a relationship with these people now. They're like, hey, what's up, man? So, and I don't, I don't order a lot of, I don't order a lot of shoes like these, these companies um they they make a thousand pieces of style you know yeah right so but i know my stuff i tell them hey this will cost you this much this much this much i'm gonna pay this much you're not losing any money you're gonna make money we're all gonna make money very smart they're like yeah and they're like all right cool it's a big it's a good business move for us so yeah then you know it's like a snowball effect the next you know they're like ah you're my friend like i know what you're doing i see what you're doing and you, you just make it happen. And I would say thanks to COVID, I've got enough time to really work with them because the time difference is crazy. Yeah. So I really applied myself and um, it was, I think it was March or May. I was like, all right, let's drop these shoes. And I dropped them 
to my customers at no cost. So it, it cost me, I made, I made zero money off it. But it was just to get it started, to kick it. Because right, you had to you had to build that relationship, you know what I'm saying? I, I totally get what you're saying. You had to, you know, prove to the factory or whatever that it could sell. And you had to, you know, showcase. Obviously, your customers, they love the product. It's something that's super dope. It's something that lured me. And it's a super, it's, it's kind of... um. What's the word I'm looking for? It, it, it's a very validating product kind of product, right? To say that your company has footwear is something that it takes it from a level of, you know, the kid who started his own brand, you know, out of high school to a real business, a fashion business. So, but, exactly. Um, that's, that's, it, it's, for me, it was a marketing pro- product. Like, I was like, all right, I'm going to use this, you know, just to market myself as like, hey, I can do this too. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, I, you know. I kind of maneuvered, learned about the business, and now I'm, you know, I'm making a little bit of money. So that's one thing for these uh, advice for these people starting their brand and stuff. Forget about the money first. Do the right things first. Then that money will come. Because I had that mistake too, too. Like, oh man, I need to make this much, this much. Just do the right product. Get it to the right people, and you know, the money will come. Definitely, definitely, I love that. Um, and and for Okito moving forward. You know what are your, what are your plans? Uh, I'm not. I, I like I said. I'm pretty new to the brand's kind of drop schedule. Or you have? Do you have anything coming up? Or are you working on anything? Or did you just release something? Yeah. So we just released. Um, so basically, I'm, I'm starting trying to become more of like a, a regular brand where we have things in stock all the time, as far as like collections and stuff. So I just released my latest collection. It's called Escape and Explore. So basically, it's just kind of talking about. Escaping your comfort zone and get out there and explore, find something, do something new, you know, because mm-hmm. like I'm saying, because of COVID here, it's how you use your time, kind of lets you know what kind of person you are, you yeah, know? Yeah, definitely. So I was just like, I got inspired by just getting out and finding things and doing things and it made me develop new products, sample new things. So I just released a collection. It's a basic collection. It's, you know, t-shirts, hoodies, um, sweatpants. So something you can wear around the house because that's what I was doing yeah. all around, you know, that time. So, yep, yep. yeah. So and moving forward, what's cool is I got complete freedom. You know, I don't got to f- follow a schedule. I don't have to so true. cater to a certain um, wholesaler or something. So it's just whatever I feel like making, I make. So if I'm like, all right, I'm going to make this. Let's sample it for three weeks. If I'm satisfied with the product, release it. Why definitely. not? Like, you know, so. Definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely. Congratulations on the most recent collection as well, then. Um, Thank you. That's, that's Thank always, um, it's always a gratifying experience, I know, to go through design and create and see it come to fruition. For sure, um, for sure. But, Perlo, there's something I want to hit on before we conclude the podcast, and it's something really small. And, you know, for me, it's really, it's something that you said that was small in the last question, but for me, it's really big. And it was, when you're talking about the shoes, you said, you you know, you were thankful for COVID. And it really struck me, right? You know, you know, a lot of people right now, and I feel like in the world, um, are feeling a little bit down and out, right? There's a lot of things happening that maybe can make them feel down and out. Whether you lose your loved one, obviously, that's a very tragic thing. Um, or you just can't find a job or whatever it is. Um, but I think the mentality that someone takes um, to whatever problem that they have will determine whether or not that they can really succeed 
or you know find happiness or find whatever they're searching for, whether it be a job or gratification, whatever. And I think it's a really important point I want our listeners to hone in on, which is um, the importance of mentality, right? If you have the right mentality, you can attack anything. And I truly believe that. The right mentality, you can approach and attack any situation. And I think, you know, even though Perlo didn't say directly when he said, I'm thankful for, for COVID because of the situation, because he was so hungry to, to make this project happen, you see a result of something happening um, in which was beneficial to his brand and into his life. Um, but I just wanted to make that point for anyone out there who maybe is feeling a little bit down right now. And I think it's important um, for you, Perlo. Um, I, my last question to you is, is, is a kind of a, uh, the question of many podcasts to end, which is, you know, where can people find out more about you? How can people learn more about you and your brand? Of course. Yeah. So it's just an IG, like I use IG mostly, you know, I'm not on Twitter heavy or Facebook. So IG it's Okito brand. So it's O-K-I-T-O brand. And you can find us on there. The latest things we do, you know, follow us, see your story and our website is okitobrand.com so o-k-i-t-o brand.com and you can keep up with us and see the latest thing we're up to and yeah send us a message let us know what you think and i would love some feedback like i really would love some feedback definitely send this man your dms it goes down in the dm like i said last last episode (laughs) but um um perlo it was a pleasure having you on the podcast man i'll make sure to have all those links down below uh, thank you, thank you for hopping on, man. I appreciate it. Of course, man. You guys have a good one. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Beyond the Garment podcast. We hope you gained some value from it. Wherever you are in the world, have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll see you next time.